Good day, everyone, and welcome to Straight Talk Immigration with your host, Odette Montalibano, regulated Canadian immigration consultant based here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. In today's episode, I will be sharing with you how the application process looks like for international students. This is actually part two of our three-part series on international students. If you haven't listened to part one of this series, just check the description box for the link. Part one talks about the advantages of coming to Canada as an international student. So how does a foreign national apply for a study permit in Canada? There are two stages to the application process. The first stage involves obtaining a letter of acceptance or LOA from a designated learning institution in Canada. And the second stage involves securing a study permit from Immigration, Refugees, and Citizenship Canada, or IRCC. There is no immigration work involved in the first stage, as the prospective international student mainly deals with college and university applications. In our case, my colleague and I work with an organization that has access, access to over 1,000 colleges and universities in Canada, making the application seamless process for our clients. If you need help with sourcing an institution for your postgraduate program, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can email us at mch.immigration at gmail.com. This email is also posted in the description box of this podcast. Students should be cautious to choose colleges that are designated learning institutions, or DLI. And moreover, these DLIs should offer postgraduate work permit eligible programs. Studying in a PGWP eligible program allows students to smoothly transition from being students to becoming temporary workers after the completion of their studies. After the student secures a letter of acceptance from the college or university, he proceeds with gathering supporting documents for his study permit application. If you have a pen and paper ready, you may list down the eligibility requirements for study permit applications. There are two streams of study permit applications, and each stream has its own eligibility. Requirements 
Eligibility requirements for the regular study stream include enrollment in a DLI in Canada, proof of funds for tuition, living, and travel expenses, and police certificates. IRCC may also require upfront medical exams. On the other hand, study direct stream requirements include the following. Mandatory medical examination. Guaranteed investment certificate from a Canadian institution amounting to 10,000 Canadian dollars. This GAC bond should be in the name of the student. Proof of payment for the tuition fee for one year. IELTS academic test result showing a minimum equivalent of CLB6 and police reports. The SDS stream is only available for students coming from China, India, Pakistan, Philippines, Morocco, Senegal, and Vietnam. Prospective students frequently ask about the total cost and the English test requirement. Let's talk about the cost first. Student expenses include tuition fees, government fees, proof of funds, and third-party fees such as police certificate and medical examination fees. The bulk of the expenses go to tuition fees, which run from an average of 16,000 Canadian dollars per year. And the lowest tuition fee that I found so far was at $8,500 per year. Meanwhile, your proof of funds depends on the number of people going to Canada. If you're coming to Canada alone, you need to show Immigration Canada that you have access to funds amounting to 10,000 Canadian dollars. However, when your spouse or common-law partner is accompanying you, then you need to show an additional 4,000 Canadian dollars and 3,000 Canadian dollars more for a dependent child. Proof of funds may include your personal and business bank accounts, business ownership, property ownership, investments, etc. It may also be a gift deed to you from your parents. The important thing to remember is that proof of funds need to be readily accessible to you. Now let's talk about the English test requirement. Most colleges and universities require student applicants to show a minimum of CLB6 in their IELTS academic tests. However, there are also institutions that exempt students coming from English-speaking countries. You will usually find a list of these exemptions from their respective websites. Meanwhile, there are also institutions which some students from this requirement if English was the medium of instruction 
used in their colleges. The good news is that we have access to Canadian colleges that exempt Filipino students from the English proficiency requirement. If you're a Philippine passport holder and you wish to be exempted from taking the IELTS test, do message us. Aside from saving the fees you would incur from taking the test, you would also be free from the stresses associated with reviewing, taking the test, and waiting for the results. To find DLIs exempted from the IELTS academic test, do send us a message. And that wraps up our episode on the application process for international students. If you're interested in pursuing this pathway, please send us an email. Our next podcast is the third and last part of this series on international students. It will be about the multiple PR pathways for international student graduates. Don't miss that one. Thank you once again for your time and attention. Feel free to share our show's Trade Talk Immigration with your friends and family who are interested in pursuing post-secondary studies in Canada. This is your host, Odette Montalibanon, Regulated Canadian Immigration Consultant based here in Toronto, Canada. And I'm leaving you with these words from Jean Ron, who said, without a sense of urgency, desire loses its value. Until next time, keep safe, everyone.